We have a brand new podcast. Visit myprivacy.help to subscribe. Did you know you can completely control your personal information without relying on a third party? Farris, Gordon, and industry experts explain how you can reclaim control of your data, your privacy, your life. Visit myprivacy.help. It took a while for it to, like, obviously when Ricardo and I did it, it it's what, mm-hmm. that's what really took it off. Uh, and then I had journalists. And then, but for some reason, people get real funny about claiming who did it. And I never claimed to invent yeah. the Sharia. I just was the first one to do it on the podium. So yeah. I've got people like abusing me, messaging me saying, you didn't invent the Sharia, it was about Hueys. I'm like, I never fucking said it. <laughs> so, and like when I did go, I went on the Today Show with, with Seth and Ovik and that, and I'm trying to raise money for camp quality. And then also like 90, 80% of the comments are just like, who invented the Sharia? I'm like, because we like to focus on the important things in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for some reason, like people just get real touchy about who started what and who, who. Like, I'm like, who cares? Like, I haven't done one since. Welcome to Bitcoin Basics with your hosts Faris and Gordon. Visit BitcoinBasics.help if you need help buying and securing your Bitcoin. Hello and welcome to another Bitcoin Basics podcast with your host Gordon. That's me, and I have Faris with me as well. Before we get started today, let's do our proof recording. Today is the 17th of November, 2023, and the current price of Bitcoin is $36,365 US, and the current block height of the Bitcoin blockchain is $817,078, according to the Bitcoin uh, Clark Moody dashboard. So today, Faris, we have another interview, which was super fun, uh, with Ryle Harris. But before we get into that, I was about to say, who are you? I think people know who you are, <laughs> but, but, but what are you doing? Give us a bit of background. What's happening? So as you guys know, um, since we've been recording this show, I've been based in New Zealand. Um, a few months ago, I was headhunted and made a move to the Gold Coast in Queensland. Um, so I've been doing some consulting with NGS Crypto, um, who are actually a mining company and they, um, pay out their members in Bitcoin daily from mining revenue. So, uh, I was in the office and Ryle Harris is a racing car driver. He is a championship racing car driver, highly respected, very, very good at what he does. And, um, yeah, NGS Crypto sponsor him. So we had a chat and we figured, oh, we need to get you on the show because, yeah, he's a fascinating person to talk to. Clear as mud. No, that that's that's good. Um Ryan is Ryan, sorry, Ryle. I keep on saying Ryan. Super fun, really interesting. And even though we are a Bitcoin only podcast, he th- this interview is fascinating. Yeah, it is about racing car drivers and that sort of stuff, but yeah, an entrepreneur, super fun, laid back, down to earth guy. Super involved in the community. And, uh, yeah. So this is a little bit different for us, but nonetheless, super exciting. And, um, yeah. Do you want to introduce Ryle and, um, yep. Yeah. So no, it's great. So, uh, before we do just, uh, new listeners, old listeners, we are running more workshops. Um, obviously, you know, price of Bitcoin is and making more headways. So if you want to learn how to buy your Bitcoin, store it, how do you actually make money off this thing? How do you keep your Bitcoins uh, private keys safe? We are running another workshop. So bitcoinbasics.help forward slash workshop. Yeah, I'll just go to the site bitcoinbasics.help, click the big red workshop icon and register your interest. And so yeah. you can see 
when the next workshop is coming up or if there's not one, uh, register your interest and we'll get in contact with you shortly. So, Faris, how about you introduce Ryle? If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself. Uh, all right, everyone. It's a pleasure to have Ryle Harris here, and we're being hosted at the NGS Crypto offices in Surfers Paradise. Um, it is a nice, moist day out there. <laughs> So, Rob, before we explain why we have a legendary race car driver amongst us, uh, we'll get into your that that uh, segue in a minute. Um, just for our audience who have not heard of you, um, tell us who you are. And- yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Um, yeah, Ryle Harris, uh, born and bred on the Gold Coast. Uh, started racing go-karts uh, when I was 10 years old and dad raced Speedway, so I was sort of already in the family. It was either rugby league or, or car racing. I was too small for rugby league. Um, but yeah, being a born and bred Queenslander, still love my rugby league and I sort of miss that, that contact sport I did when I was younger. But, um, I started winning in go-karts and, and I remember my last, last sort of like tryouts for the, uh, it's called South Coast up here. Like it's sort of how you get into the Queensland junior teams and stuff like that. I remember like, I think I was like, you know, 11, 12 years old and, just got smashed by all these big Kiwi kids all coming through there. They got like beards. <laughs> Hit puberty a lot earlier. So um I go, I just remember coming off halfway through the trial. I'm like, yep, let's just let's just stay go kart racing. I've got enough of this. So um so head down, bum up. Um and um yeah, we won like twelve state and national titles and go karts and and got picked up by Dick Johnson racing as a junior development driver. Um when I was still in go-karts and F1, like when you're, when you're 11 years old, F1 is like the dream, you know? So uh, I'm 13, 14, 15. I'm still thinking I'm going to go to F1 because I know I've got the talent. And I, you know, there's no doubt about that in my mind. Um, but obviously need the money. So, uh, when we were signed up by, by DJR, Dick Johnson racing, Dick himself's so like, you know, mum and dad haven't got the money to go F1 racing. So I learned how to drive a tin top and that's what we did. So we got into the, it was called the V8 Brutes back then. Um, and, uh, yeah, been in the Utes since 2004 with a bit of touring car masters. I did a year in supercars last year in the super two. Um, but yeah, just a probably a Ute veteran now. It's coming up on 20 years, I think. So. So for our international audience, when we say Ute, um, like in the Americas, pick they up. call that pick, pick up. up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that transition from going from you know, essentially a sedan to a Ute, which has a very light back end. Yeah, yeah. W- what's that like? That's pretty wild. Like, so the first, the first year of the the current cars, the Super Utes, were actually diesels. So. But the old V8 Utes were obviously like your FG Falcons or BA Falcons. Yeah. Is that still working? I'll keep going. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry about Gordon. Uh, don't worry about Gordon. All right, yeah. come on. See you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they are pretty taily. Like they're, yeah. they're, they're very unique to drive. The, the old V8 Utes, especially because they were basically just a glorified road car with a, rate, a roll cage and stuff in them. Yeah. The current cars, they do start life out as a road car, but they, they're they're pretty much a full spec race car. They got the, you know, the proper cage, the the supercar brakes, big tire package, uh, pace innovations. Build the cage and the rear cradle in them. Uh, they're the people that build the supercars yep. chassis. So, 
Uh, and obviously they started out with diesels of them, which was horrible, like horrible, horrible, like the worst couple of years of my life racing those things. So they were just too slow. Um, the, the, the fans hated them. So the, the, the appeal of the old V8 Utes, like we were like probably the, the most popular support category in the, in, a, in the country. Um, and then these diesel things come along and I don't know who made the calls. I'd love to know, love to be a fly on the wall in those meetings when they were like, yeah, let's, let's race diesels. And yeah, is that sacrilege diesel? In yeah. Like country, they, they, they're trying to do the market relevance thing, but like just some of the things, some of the people that make these decisions, like it just amazes me. Like, yeah. and like who picks the, who picks the opening act for the AFL grand finals and NRL grand finals and like who, who decided to put diesel engines in my car. So but anyway, we're shaking that tag and, and they're back on track. They've got V8s up now and they're, and they're awesome. So for our international audience, again, when we, when we say Australian ute racing, they're probably picturing you still have the Rottweiler and the slab of beer. In that, right? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so it, it is a very unique Australian category, but, um, that's what makes it good. Like it's, it's, um, I like it, like the dual cam market's the biggest car segment in Australia. Yeah. So, um, I suppose that's what some marketing genius is like. Yeah, let's ride some with diesels because, but yeah, but like they, they look cool. They don't look as cool as the old Utes, but um, but they're probably more similar to a pickup, um, for an international audience. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. I'm waiting for the fully electric Ute. Yeah, and halfway through the race, you have to you know stop and recharge it. Ah, no friggin' way. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope that never happens. So are you very happy in this niche? Are you looking to grow and go somewhere else? Um, well, I'd love to, I'd love to do supercars again. Like I've got a bit of, um, unfinished business there. Like the car that I was in last year was, was just not up to scratch. So it's a lot of money. Um, but I don't need to prove it to myself, but I think I want to prove things to uh, some people, but, but the, the youths work for me. Like. It's a uh, bang for your buck. It's the best category in the country by miles. So, like, I actually make money racing cars. Uh, not many guys that race support categories can say they make money out of it. So, um, so yeah, it, and, it, and it is. It works for me. It, it is a very unique Australian category, but the the growth of the category in the last couple of years has been amazing. So, like, next year there's 24 cars on the grid. Uh, each car will probably be like a franchise model, like a license. It's hard to get a car. So, the car that I'm in at the moment, I've had to lock that in before someone comes underneath me and steals it out. So like I'm leasing it at the moment. So, so I run all my own sponsorship, get all my own sponsorship deals done. Uh, I also run my own signage business. So there's a bit going on. I don't know how I do it. ADHD probably, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, I enjoy it. Like I enjoy hustling and, and, and the getting the sponsorship stuff in place. And, <sighs> and to be honest, the NGS crypto guys, they're probably the most fun sponsor I have, um, as far as like activations and stuff like that go. So yeah, like some of the other sponsors, like Super Butcher, EFS, Beck Legal, Havendine, we have our, I do our track day every year and, and having, but apart from that, there's not much other stuff I do for them. Mm-hmm. Super Butcher, I go to their opening days and stuff. EFS, they use me every now and then for some marketing stuff, but I'm, I've come like, mm-hmm. use me up. Maybe maybe do something. <laughs> so, yeah, and this is it was through the NGS that we actually um um came through to you is um so tell us about that sponsorship, NGS Crypto, which is a blockchain mining company. Yeah, yeah. How did that happen? How did you Benny, Benny too many? So <laughs> Benny Benny Samuels who uh who works for NGS, so salesman extraordinaire. He uh he is absolutely amazing at what he does and I've known him for years, like God, oh back to like oh five. And um 
we've got up to plenty of mischief together, Benny and I. But but um, he uh, yeah, he just said come in and have a meeting with us and and uh, meet the owners and and they might be keen for some you know to do some sponsorship stuff and the rest the rest is history, I guess. So uh, Brett, Ryan, uh, all the other boys, um, you know, just an amazing bunch and been working with Elliot. Um, lately on on like marketing stuff and the video content and stuff like that so i love it it's good fun and and uh yeah like it's always fun coming to the office and seeing the boys so how long has that sponsorship been going for uh 2000 like last year was the first year cool yeah 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 i'm pretty sure yeah yeah oh excellent yeah um Oh, sorry, I drew a blank. I had a question for you. Oh, you mentioned rugby. So do you still have family members involved in rugby? No, no, dad, dad was really good at rugby league. Um, but, uh, he, he also chose racing over, over rugby league. Dad, dad had a signage business at Miami Smash at, at Miami, uh, called Harris Signs. Uh, used to race Speedway, but he was really, really good footy player. He was, he was better than I ever would have been. And, um, and, uh, yeah, he chose racing over, over footy as well and his business. So, yeah. and, um, yeah, similar. I suppose I've followed the same path, and yeah, I, I do love my rugby league. Like I, I don't like week to week, like sit down and watch every game. But state of origin, I haven't missed a second. Yeah, so I love it. No, that's what I remember. Now you're talking about having to like you run your own business, and yeah, Australia is a sport crazy nation. Yeah, um, but it's not many people can actually make a full time living out of it. Because I remember twenty years ago, even uh, AFL players. You know, they had nine to five jobs. And yeah, they, yeah. They go practice afterwards. Yeah. So when you look at, you know, Europe, America, it's like, yeah, they have full-time athletes, whereas here. Yeah, yeah. It's insane yeah. some of the money that those guys are on over there. So, um, but population, um, you know, we don't have a massive population here. Mm-hmm. So that's why you don't see like massive commercial sponsors in racing like Kmart's and Targets. They used to, but but in America, like you've got Kellogg's and yeah. like NASCAR's huge over there. It's like the third biggest sport, I think, over there. So. Well, and I was listening to this podcast recently and they explained, you know, the origins of NASCAR are is during the um prohibition area when yeah. they banned alcohol. Yeah, yeah. They had to, they used to hot rod the cars. They used to hot rod the yeah. cars up to get away from the police. Yeah, yeah. And that was yeah. the origins of NASCAR. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> it was in that movie. Um God, what's the movie with Shayla Booth and uh uh oh yeah uh hello like yeah, yeah yeah the brothers. yeah yeah okay yeah that's yeah. when they started hotting them up they're uh, actually like pouring they pull them out the jars and pouring them into the engine <laughs> so but uh yeah like it, motor racing is I, i'm actually not a car guy like i'm not i'm not technically minded like i know how to like give feedback to my engineers and stuff like that but as far as cars go like i'm just i'm not a car guy like yeah. it happens all the time i get caught out i'll be at an event and a guy would be like, oh, I just put this exhaust on my XR8 or something. I'm like, I've got no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I just love driving cars. It's just a purely a sport to me. Uh, I enjoy the sponsorship side and the racing side. Yeah. And politics, not so much. Like, I'm, I'm a pretty aggressive driver, so I'm in trouble a fair bit. <laughs> well, funny, I was like, talking to one of the uh, NGS crypto members, and I said I was going to be interviewing Ryle, because she said, oh, it's great that you guys sponsor Ryle. I'm like, yeah, I'm interviewing him. She said, tell me something about his temper. Yeah. <laughs> and then someone else mentioned, but that's where his drive comes from. Yeah, you know, yeah. Where he is today. I don't know yeah. what it is. I just get so angry that like, I'm racing. Like, I'm pretty placid away from the racetrack, but yeah, like, just the, I don't know. It's, I suppose it's, you're right. It's It's sort of like my strength, I guess, but... Yeah, I need to chill out a bit, I think. <laughs> yeah, I swear your passion. Not on the track, just out of the track. 
Hey, when people talk about John McEnroe, he's remembered. Yeah, yeah, I'm say. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well start, start, might start throwing my helmet and stuff like that. <laughs> having, a, having a hissy fit. So with that NGS crypto affiliation, do you actually get a lot of people asking you, what is this crypto stuff? Yeah, 100%. So like Brett um, said to me, he goes, don't stress out too much. Like yeah. trying to explain the whole thing to everyone. He goes, just explain the basics and then put them onto us. Yeah. So it's good. We did a competition recently where people could win the chance to be part of the crew for the day or there was also a hot lap competition. Um, so a lot of people that I know through social media or for, for racing obviously entered the draw and, and a few have said like, oh, you know, entered the draw, hopefully I win. It was pretty funny because at the start, um, I actually haven't told Elliot this, but we, um, a lot of people thought it was actually like we were actually looking for a mechanic. So there was guys like, he goes, I'll come out and scan your car. Like, it's not like that, bro. You're just going to like come out and just chill out. So they're opening the hood. Where's the block? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing, yeah. Like I've got like guys that are actually mechanics going, yeah, do you need a mechanic? Like, what happened to your crew? I'm like, they're still there. It's just, you just want a chance to come and be part of the crew. But, um, uh, but yeah, like I, I got some great feedback from people that, like I said, they contacted us and explained it to us. Just yesterday, um, a partner of one of my old mechanics, she's messaged me on Facebook saying, um, you know, ask for me, you know, if it's a good idea, if I should invest. And I'm like, here's Brett's number. Brett's like, just get her the call me direct. I said, I just gave you the owner's number, just call him direct. So, yeah. so it's a very personable experience here with, with NGS and, and uh, it's good because like I sort of block, uh, NG, uh, crypto is sort of like, at the start of when it all first blew up, I was like, it was very vague to me. Yeah. Like to, to, to like even to try and explain it to someone or when someone explains it to me. But once Brett yeah. explained it to me and a few people here, it sort of made Well, I mean, it's just like what you mentioned with the car. Yeah. You, you have your role. You get in and you drive. Yeah, 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 yeah. And with blockchain, with Bitcoin, with crypto, there's so many different things and people yeah. want to understand everything. Yeah, yeah. It's like you really only need to know maybe yeah. 10%. Yeah, and I try to explain it to someone that's a bit older yeah. as well. Like, wow. <laughs> uh, and this has been our challenge here is or what we've had to hone our craft is what is it you don't need to know about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's, yeah. 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 100%. So, yeah, it is. that was something I was really stressed about because I do have to know everything about my sponsors. So, mm. obviously, Super Butcher, pretty basic. Like, they've got awesome meats. A good mate of mine owns the company. They brought it off a family-owned business. It was it still is family-owned. So, they've just revamped it. Mm. And Super Butcher's gone gangbusters. Mm. EFS have sponsored me since 2017. Uh, they do 4x4 accessories. Yeah. So, <clears throat> suspension, lift kits, bull bars, winches. Like, it's, it's an easy sell for me. Um, Beck Legal Group, like if you get a divorce, give give Cody a call. Um, Havendine, like amazing. They got those guys do like big government projects, like they do all the roofs at prisons and they just did the QPAC in Brisbane. So all my sponsors I know, you know, enough about, but Brett's always said he goes, don't stress too much, but I just mm-hmm. wanted to know the basics and, yeah. oh. and, um, it took me a while to get my head around it, but it's all, it's all good now. <laughs> I think it's the last yeah. thing you need when you're driving is trying to understand crypto. Yeah, no, but like, but like you want to, like, I'm basically a salesman for all my sponsors. Yeah. So I have to know about it. Yeah. So, um, and, and plus I don't want to look like a dickhead. If someone asks me a question, I can't answer it. So, so yeah. <laughs> I think your, your standard response if you don't know is it's in the blockchain. Yeah. Yeah. Just call Brett. <laughs> oh, man. But um, you know, like it's it's fun doing activations like that. So, and 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 it is like you got to sort of like, obviously, crypto is like it took a battering in the in the press and stuff, and mm. and it's just like obviously, it, it's it's 
you got to sort of like, you want to like explain it to people without like trying to like, you're trying to like push it too hard sort of thing. Like, yeah, it's a fine line. Yeah. 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 So, but like, obviously what, what NGS guys are doing is, is amazing. And I just like, I just rather someone that's like, like Benny or Brad or someone just to like, I can tell people the basics, but, but to not so much to get someone over the line, like to get a sale through, but just so they know that like, like my sponsors are, are passionate about what they do and, mm. and, um, and you guys especially. So it's good that, that someone like Benny or Brad or someone can, can actually like, radiate that through them to them. Yeah. So. And on behalf of NGS Crypto, I think their um their reviews speak for themselves. You yeah, how do reviews? Yeah. They've got five star reviews. They've never had um an asset complaint. No, no, that's it, what I mean. But which like in this industry he speaks well Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's like there's a few people that obviously ruin it for everyone with those sort of things. So yeah. and being on the Gold Coast as well, like I'm born and bred on the Gold Coast. So everyone thinks Gold Coast is a is a sunny place full of shady people. So not the case at really? all. There's amazing people that I'm like I said, I'm born and bred here. No tattoos. Hate the hate the water. I'm not a bikey. <laughs> My girlfriend's not blonde with fake boobs. <laughs> so it's everyone thinks there's a gold coast is just like we're all just walking around like like scamming shady people, dating blonde girls, so or a bikey. So <laughs> not the case at all. There's an amazing business community here. Uh, yeah. All my local sponsors are, are, are based on the Gold Coast. So EFS uh, are up, up sort of up north a bit, but mm. every other sponsor is like on the Gold Coast base. So fantastic! So yeah, that's a great energy here at Great Bay. It is like, but people just don't understand. They just think, but like we're the fastest growing region of Australia. And during COVID, yeah. Rob is here. So like, yeah. you know, you're like, not so bad now, is it? <laughs> that's why I ended up here. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, born and bred, proud Queenslander. And, um, yeah, I love having local support and it just works for me. Like, uh, having Southeast Queensland based companies supporting me, I can do regular stuff with them, like activation, sponsorship stuff, mm-hmm. appearances. And then obviously when we do our track day stuff and then obviously racing at home, which is good. So always good to race at home. So you need to come up, George. Gordon, actually, but that's fine. Oh, God, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, that's not good. I mean, it, it's impressive what you're doing. I mean, you've, you've, you're basically an entrepreneur and looking at your website, like you offer all kinds of, um, packages and hot laps and stuff like that. Do you show off during the hot lap? Are you like a little bit conservative or do you like try and, uh, give them the full experience? I feel bad for calling you George now. Sorry, Gordon. <laughs> uh, um, no, no, I, it's, I, I, my track day is actually you guys all drive. So all the sponsors all right. actually come and drive. I, like in the past, I've done hot lap days, but I can't give like there's 120 people. So if I was doing hot laps for 120 people, I'd be like be absolutely knackered. The car would yeah. be knackered. Like the brakes would be worn out. The the tires, I'd be going. I'd go through like five sets of tires. Um, and plus, you guys would rather drive anyway, surely. So so it just works. And then there's you know there'd be like six cars, six instructors. Um, groups come in certain times and I just get to mingle with everyone, buckle them in the car, strap them in, give them a bit of a, uh-huh. give them a bit of a pep talk and send them on their way. So yeah, like the, like I do, I probably do a few hot laps, but those days I like, I'll be on the barbie cooking snags. You know, that's just what you do. Like if I'm in the car all day and I don't get to mingle and I don't get to talk and I get to meet all the, yeah. all the, um, all the customers mm. or the clients of the sponsors or whoever. So there's a lot involved, but like, like for a good example is um in 2014 I was sponsored by a pest control company <clears throat> so I put on a skid pan day at Mount Cotton um 
haven't told anyone this actually. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so uh, at the skid pan, you can put down diesel and water. So it's like drifting. So it's like, but like on diesel. So you're like 40K an hour, like it's safe, but it's just so fun. Like you can bring out the most corporate dude ever and he's like just smiling from ear to ear because he's just like on the bump stops in a car. Um, that year in particular, I just went to a high, I won't tell, I won't say what high car more, but I just went and hired two rear wheel drive cars <laughs> and just, and just let everyone go to town. But like, it doesn't wear the, it just doesn't do anything. It's just mm. diesel water. So it obviously gets filthy. You got to clean them and drop them back at the high car mob. And that was it. But that day in particular, where I was going with the story is, um, pest control company sponsored me. So I invited that every builder, every developer. Anyone that I thought would switch over to this pest control company in the day, hmm. and about seventy to eighty percent of them switched over on that day, paid for my whole racing budget in one day. Wow! So it's stuff like that, and it, probably this year, uh, next year, we'll probably will do that similar day because it's just so fun. So we'll do like the track day and we'll do the drift day as well because wow. it's like yeah, no one, everyone loves drifting. Yeah. Gordon will come up for that one, won't you? Mate? <laughs> oh, absolutely! That's, that's so much fun. I'll get you to so much hurts, fun. Hurts on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, I think I know the answer to this because you. I mean, you. I can. I can hear your passion and you. You love being involved in the community and stuff like that. But uh, you're not tempted to head to say the states, and I don't know oh, what there to. is in terms of levels, but like a level NASCAR. What? What? What is there NASCAR, and then what sort of well, like, like obviously the oval stuff. I'd, I've never driven oval, so I'd love to go. But the the style of racing over there definitely is me to a T. They're really aggressive. They sort shit out off the track. Like, you know, I was in a bit of a scuffle just the other week at the at the home race. So, um, not that I like am endorsing getting into scuffles in the pits and stuff. But over there, it's it's just a bit more liberal, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. So, um, but yeah, would would love to go over and have a crack. Europe. It's real um, aggressive racing as well, British touring cars, stuff like that. But the Utes is known for it as well. Um, but given the chance, but like, it's just, it's just money. Like, I like, it's all it is. Motorsport is the most expensive sport in the world. I should have played golf or tennis. So, <laughs> um, but I'm lucky I'm making money out of it. Um, and, um, the Utes get really good coverage. We've got Fox, we've got KO, we race up all the supercar events. Mm. Uh, if you're not on the supercars, Calendar, yeah, you're nowhere really. Like there so is. Explain what the supercars are, please. So supercars is is the V8 supercars. Yeah. So that's like Bathurst, Gold Coast, Adelaide, Darwin. Yeah. They've got a twelve round calendar for next year. We're on six of them. So, and then if you're at supercars rounds, you're on Fox Sports, you're on KO, sometimes free to air. Um, if you're not, if there's another uh, another racing series called ARG Australian Racing Group, <laughs> they're on stand. Uh, and then, then all of those TV channels where like it looks good on paper. So you might be like, you know, they'll show you racing. And then after your racing finished, there's like a rerun of MASH or something, you know, like, so the way I look at it, unless you're on a big screen in the casino or at a pub, mm-hmm. there's no point. Yeah. So, and it is, it's about exposure. Like, um, I had an in-car camera at Gold Coast. So all the sponsors got massive coverage because, yeah. um, you know, I, I won three out of four races. I was in that in the crash in race two, which we won't talk about, which cost me the championship. Um, slamming the doors and, you know, but it's all coverage. And not that I did it on purpose, but you just have that extra camera in the car. And, and I, I pay for that camera. Mm. So I actually pay the the category five and a half grand to have that camera in the car, but it gives you extra exposure for your sponsors. And and what's social media like in the industry? Um, 
I probably there's something I need to work on more with my social media. Like I was the first one to do the shoey on the podium. So, yeah, tell us about this story. Yeah, yeah, so that went nuts. So that's sort of like I haven't done one since, and I don't want to be known as the shoey guy, like on, on my gravestone, like the guy that did the shoey on the podium. But um, but sorry for those who don't know the history. Do yeah, yeah. So it like it's a Gold Coast thing. There's the guys up here, the Mad Hueys. Uh, I was just the first person to do it on a, on a podium. And so, this is you're drinking out of your shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically it went global because of me. I, I'll, I've got no, um, no doubt about that in my mind whatsoever. Yeah. Like this, there was, it was maybe popular in Queensland, the Mount Huey guys, but I took it global when I did it on the, on the podium and Dave Reynolds copied me. Daniel Ricardo copied Dave Reynolds. Yeah. Jack Miller did it. Valentino Rossi did it. Now it's like, even like little young go karters are doing it with non-alcoholic. Because if I wouldn't want to drink out of your shoe, especially yeah, yeah. So the, the weekend before, it was 2015, <laughs> and it was the weekend before we were racing in Perth. And I'm at my mate's house at Paradise Point, and we're on the beers. I think I was on a stand-up paddleboard, like like drop. Like, I, I do. I call it a drop knee shoey. So you drop down on one knee and, and do a shoey. And they're like, if you win next weekend, you've got to do a shoey on the podium. So won that weekend and I just, luckily I just checked my, cause we, usually after the last race, we do, we hang around for 10 minutes and we do the podium show away. And I've just grabbed my, my phone out of my race bag to have a quick look. And then my, I got a message like, don't forget the show. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so done the show in a podium and the rest is history. And then it took a while for it to like, obviously when Ricardo and I did it, it it's what, mm-hmm. that's what really took it off. Uh, and then I had journalists and then, but for some reason, people get real funny about claiming who did it. And I never claimed to invent yeah. the shoey. I just was the first one to do it on the podium. Yeah. So I've got people like abusing me, messaging me saying, you didn't invent the shoey. It was about Huey's. I'm like, I never fucking said it. <laughs> so, and like when I did go, I went on the Today Show with, with Seth and Ovik and Adam. I'm trying to raise money for camp quality. And then also like 90, 80% of the comments are just like, who invented the shoey? I'm like, because we like to focus on the important things in life. Yeah. 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 But for some reason, like people just get real touchy about who started what and who, who, like, I'm like, who cares? And I haven't done one since. So, um, it's pretty funny, but I had like journalists from Europe calling me, but all exposure for my sponsors. So sponsors yeah. are loving it. I'm loving it, of course. Um, and maybe we'll do another show next year. Guys. <laughs> so when's the next race? Uh, we've actually got an early start. The, the the Super Utes calendar actually gets announced today. I already know what it is, but... Massage <laughs> trading. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> 100%. Uh, but, yeah, our first round, there's actually two events at Bathurst next year. So, Bathurst in February and then Bathurst in October. So, we've got mm-hmm. Bathurst, Darwin, Sydney Motorsport Park, which is like the old Eastern Creek, I call it still. Um, uh, God, yeah. Adelaide? Bathurst. Yeah, Adelaide, Adelaide's the last the last round. So going from yeah, Bathurst, Darwin, Sydney Motorsport Park, Bathurst, uh, Gold Coast, Adelaide. Yeah. So good calendar. Like heaps of street circuits, Bathurst twice, like who who's gonna complain about that? And Darwin, which is awesome. Yeah. Like really cool round. So I recommend that like if people are gonna go on a bit of a trip tour around to go to that one. It's a boys' weekend. Go on a fishing boat. Um, Mitchell Street and Darwin goes off, and obviously the track's awesome. You can, it's one of those tracks where you can see the whole track from pretty much any vantage point. Wow. Yeah. Big long straight, some cool corners over the back there, and, and obviously really good weather that time of year. So is that, is that your favorite circuit? 
Or Bathurst. Uh, um, the favourite circuit's probably Gold Coast. Yeah, so oh, like, right. like Bathurst, Phillip Island, really high speed, like fast flowing tracks are really fun. Bathurst, obviously, mega. But I just love racing at home. And I always, like I've won 12 races at home. Of the last eight races here, I've won six of them. Mm. So... Um, wow. I just drive better at home. It must be I'm just trying to show off in front of all my friends or something. Who knows? You're just driving better. So I got you sleep in your own bed. You got your family there. Like I had my little three year old son there this year, and it was so cool. Like the coolest thing ever, racing in front of him. So he definitely win the trophy. Coolest dad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wish it. My dad does a podcast. I'm gonna make him listen to this in a couple get, of years. <laughs> get him to do a shoey. Hundred percent, Gordy. Not alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you always been a? You, you're driving a Ford, right? A Ford. Uh, Ford Ranger. Yeah. Ranger? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Have you always been a Ford guy? I know this is a hot topic. I think so. No, like I think it's like yeah, the family is definitely like probably a more Ford family. I'm not really bothered by it, but like I'm just like. Like, there's obviously no more Australian manufacturing here, so... <laughs> but, like, you got to admit, like, the VE Holden Commodore U was a cool-looking U. Like, that was as slick as that thing. Um, not so much to to repair because it was all one piece. I don't know if you know, like, the Fords have, like, a tub. <laughs> so, like, there's a cabin and there's a tub. The VEs were one piece. So, like, damage-wise, yeah. they were harder to repair. That's just the Ute, the, the money man and the Ute race talking to me. But, but um... Like we've made some cool looking cars, so the so yeah, I'm not really Ford or Holden when it comes to the Utes, but um, I guess before that, like you sort of just, I think it's more of a family thing. Like, so what? Like, what's your what? Were you? Did your family have? Do they have a favorite football team or a hockey team or a or a brand of car? Or so I grew up in North Africa, migrated or moved back to Australia when I was 18. Yeah, um, mom's originally from Melbourne. Uh, I inherited the Saints. Which yeah, so that you heard of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like AFL, they're so passionate oh, about that, man. Oh, I remember my first experience in an AFL game. Um, actually, this is hilarious because I grew up always a stranger in a foreign land. Yeah, and you know, and when I went to America, they're incredibly patriotic. Yeah, yeah. We'd have Spirit Week um, every Friday morning. You stand up, the national anthems yeah. blaring. Yeah, and everyone uh, stands up. This yeah. is at, at school. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah. In, in you know, before first period. Yeah. So for me, it was like I was never at home. Then I finally moved to Australia. I'm like, I'm at home. They yeah. hear my accent. Like, You're not Aussie, mate. <laughs> so we go, we went to an AFL game and this was like a preliminary final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just Geelong Cats versus Collingwood, I think. And, and the national anthem's there. And I'm like, this is my moment. Yeah. 20 years I've been waiting for <laughs> So I stand up <laughs> and I'm like, oh. And everyone's talking as the national anthem's going. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing, Ferris? Yeah, yeah. And before the national anthem's over, everyone's just swearing at the refs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's probably one thing that I think should be instilled more into kids here is yeah. is that like just respect the anthem, and then this all this like the yes and no, and like just like everyone just needs to just chill out. Like it's just you can't use that shit for platforms for that sort of stuff. So yeah, but um, but yeah, patriotic. I think there needs to be a bit more of that here. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, because like you were saying, you grew up with a, being a Holden family or Ford family. Yeah. 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 And then you said you inherited the state. So <laughs> yeah. like I'm, I'm Broncos, even though we've yeah. got a team yeah. on the Gold Coast, but you can't just switch, you know? Mm. So what about you, Gordon? What are you, uh, are you uh, obviously living in Melbourne? Are you born and bred down there? Yeah, I am. Uh, I've spent a lot of time overseas, but uh, no, I grew up a Doggies fan, Western Bulldogs. Okay. And, um, 
a funny story. My auntie, who knows nothing about football, or uh, she knew <laughs> that I was a Bulldogs fan. So, but she bought me a Canterbury Bulldogs like jumper and and uh, scarf and whatever. It's not even you the same. Choice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, rugby and football yeah, a little bit. AFL different. is a lot better live. Like oh, yeah. rugby leagues are good. Rugby, I don't not into union really at all. Like it's, I watch the highlights and stuff. But rugby leagues a TV game. AFL's good on TV as well, but so much better live. But you guys got a point for missing us. Weird, but it's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Yeah. Go when when they say the word footy, they're referring to something different. Yeah, yeah, footy yeah. Melbourne's a, yeah. Is a foul footy in Sydney's. Yeah, uh, I imagine trying to learn English. Like <laughs> we've got like th- words that mean three different things. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I when I moved to Australia, just the amount of um, ling, um, lingo, lingo, you yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember having these, I'd have these conversations with my auntie, and I'm like, "What are you talking about? Income?" Yeah. She kept saying, "Income." Yeah. Like, what's that got to do with anything? Yeah. She, I kept hearing the word "fat income." Yeah. And she's like, "I didn't say that." And eventually, I said, fat "What is that?" She goes, "Fat income." <laughs> and I said, "What does that mean?" She goes, "I really don't know." All got a fair income. Yeah. <laughs> I kept hearing "fat income." Fat income. <laughs> God, no, it's a fun place, Australia. So, uh, no, yeah, you've definitely found your niche. And, uh, yeah, yeah, like some of the, the even the fan base is sort of, um, it's cha- it's evolving, I guess, mm. with motorsport. Like, it's not so bogany. Um, there's a bit more corporate stuff, you know, corporate involved, white collar, blue collar, whatever you want to call it. Mm. The demographic switching, but I suppose that's because the market switches as well. So there is market. The market mm. relevance thing does have a lot to do with it, but. At the end of the day, like we're entertainment. Yeah. So like perfect racing category for me would be everyone's in the same car. Like NASCAR sort of thing. Like yeah. NASCAR's just body shapes. Like the the headlights are stickers, you know, like it's not a Camry or a, whatever they use over there. It's just everyone's the same. That's why there's so much there's different mm. winners every week. Yeah. So I'd love to just be mm. same category. Everyone's got the same car and it's just all up to the top. Skill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's how it should be. But and, and it doesn't happen. Like it's happened in supercars. It's definitely happening in F1 at the moment. Mm. The the teams with the biggest budget, yeah, and the most that have the most sort of, um, you know, the biggest workshop with all the all the biggest machines and tools. And so, uh, are there limitations with the V8 Utes. Yeah, uh, yeah, or well, not really. Like, like you can test as much as you want, but everyone uses the same brakes, same tires, mm-hmm. same suspension. There's only so much you can do. So the Utes is pretty is a, is a fair category, definitely. Like the yeah. parity's not amazing. Um, it wasn't amazing at the start of this year. So like like literally the car that I'm in is literally the oldest car in the field. It was the first one built, but we put a new like got a new chassis and stuff put in it. Um, but you know, there's guys like like the guy that won the championship this year was in a brand new car at the start of the year, and and, mm. and he won the championship last year. I wasn't in the championship last year. I only did the one round at Gold Coast, which I won three out of four. So I was pretty confident going into this year, but I chose a Hilux at the start of the year and they just weren't quite on the mm-hmm. money. And I was up in arms about it. And I was the only one sort of like complaining about the parody. Yeah. Because the guy, the, the, the guys that own the series, they also have the biggest team in the series. So it's very hard for them mm-hmm. not to be sort of seen as mm-hmm. um, it's a conflict of interest sort of thing. So, but they've done an amazing job with the category. Luke Cedars has. Um, but yeah, the parody at the start of this year was not fair at all. Like the guy that won the championship was a second faster than me at the start of the year at some of the rounds. And then we switched to the Ranger and, and obviously, you know, come the end of the year, we won two races at Bathurst, three races at Gold Coast, mm. two at the start of the year. But, you know, he'd already got that massive advantage at the start of the year. So 
to me, it's not fair. Like, he won the championship with a massive advantage at the start of the year. Yeah. Then they changed the parody. And I'm like, if I didn't go up in arms about it, like, I was on social media, I'm just bombing yeah. the category. But you got to do it. Like, yeah. I'm passionate about what I do. And my sponsors yeah. don't, you know, they don't want me to see me coming second or third every race. They want to see me winning races. Yeah. So, so um, I think they were just that focused on getting the category, like, pumping, and mm. they weren't focusing on the parody. So I'm not saying they did it on purpose, like, gave themselves an advantage, but they had a massive advantage. And now it's better, but still they have an advantage. And, and hopefully it's sorted next year, which – which it will be. Yeah. Do you so, adjust the color for different courses like torque and steering suspension? Not really. There's different setup. You can play with your tire pressures, your, your, um, your ride heights. Mm. But at the end of the, after every session, we get our ride heights checked. Um, so you've got to have minimum ride heights. So you can really play if you can, but your tire pressure is real basic. Yeah. Yeah. But there is a bit of an art to it. Like you've got to, you've got to prep the cars really well. Like, like your tire rod ends and stuff like that, like they all flog out. Yeah. So you're just going to have really good maintenance. Like proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. Yeah. So <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I mean, you, you watch F1 and there's telemetry on everything. You know, there's like a hundred sensors in the car yeah. and then tweaking this and that, but it seems pretty straightforward with the Utes. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Like we still have a bit of data, but, but and I, I don't, to be honest, we don't really use it much. Um, but, um, and then when I was in the touring car masters, like I was in a, a 700 horsepower Camaro with a taco in it, like a shift light and a taco, like fucking basic cars. <laughs> and that was yeah. cool. Out. So that was one of the coolest cars I've ever driven. So, so it's not the be all and end all having all that data. Um, and to me, sometimes it's a bit of sensory overload, especially if you yeah, like yeah. a beginner. So like Jason Norris, who's my teammate, he's a state manager for Auto Masters. Uh, we're, they're my biggest client, my signage business's biggest client. That's how I met Jason. He's now racing. Um, and I sort of haven't done heaps with him yet with his mm. driver coaching because I'm just waiting for him to just get up to a certain level and then I can swoop in and like, so I'm going to Adelaide next weekend. There's a non-championship race for the youth. So I'm not racing, but Jason is, and I'll go down there and that's when I'll start driving coaching him. And then he can start looking at a bit of data. But if you do it at the start, like just say Gordon started racing next mm. week, which is what people do. They're just like, fuck it. I'm going to go race cars. Yeah. So, um, I wouldn't just sit down with Gordon after every session and go, here's your data. Like, cause it's just kind of, although you guys are crypto guys. So you, you <laughs> drop a candlestick here. <laughs> but that's what, that to me, that's what data looks like. It's yeah. like a pie chart, you know, yeah. like a, whatever, but, but it's, it's just too much at the start, but you can use it for your braking markers. Obviously in car camera footage is good to look at, mm. but, um, but I'd, I'd be like, Gordon would do say two or three race meetings and then I'd sit down with him and go, this is what you, you go a little bit deeper here. You carry more speed here, trail break off the break there. But at the start, it's just too much. Yeah. Especially for young kids and that. Like I think parents just push them into it too hard. They need to sort of get up to a certain level, learn, learn and fail. Mm. Well, you don't fail, you mm. just learn. You, know you don't feel so, the yeah. yeah. You gotta, you gotta like make mistakes and, yeah. and like don't do it again. Like figure out how to do it yourself about like having, just swamped up there. And then people make excuses and like, oh, the car's not fast enough. My son should be winning. And, you know, like full BMX dads, you know, like fucking just too involved on the, on the sideline. So like my dad doesn't even come to the races anymore. I'm just like, how'd you go? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, good, 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 good. <laughs> so nonchalant. Yeah, so just yeah. on that. And, and by the way, you called me a crypto guy. I'll just let that pass. On <laughs> Bitcoin, that's all right. Um, George. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in a formal life. George. <laughs> um, you are like self-admitted, not a petrol head. How much in terms of performance is the mechanics, the car setup versus the skill of the driver? 
Um, oh, it's def- definitely like um, in supercars when they have pit stops and stuff. Like definitely, if you've got a smart engineer that can come up with a really good strategy, that makes it a massive advantage. Um, but obviously, at the end of the day, talent will shine through. Um, but in supercars, if you're not like like last year, good example. Like, um, I was in one of the oldest cars in the field, but it's still current. Mm-hmm. Um, but last year was sort of like the last year that they were having those current cars in that category, and then they go down to Super Three. So, cut a long story short, I chose the worst year to do Super Two. Um, chose the wrong team, which put me in an older car, and I'm like, oh, I'll just be able to drive around this. Doesn't work like that. So, like, I was, yeah. I had a couple of top five finishes, and and did some at the street circuits. I was pretty fast, but yeah, just. And it was so frustrating because I know I'm faster than all these guys in front of me. But mm. unless you're in a, but the budget was good. Like, you know, like the guy that won the championship last year in Super 2 would have spent, you know, 600000 but the budget. I was like 480. So it just, yeah, it pisses me off that you got to, you got to spend money mm. to, to be out the front. So that's what appeals to me about categories like the Utes and NASCAR and stuff like that. It's sort of, even though those guys are spending millions as well, but, but. Equal equipment, equal opportunity for everyone. Yeah. No, that's where it should be. Yeah. yeah. But to answer your question, Gordon, like, like my, in the Utes, like, yeah, like it's just preparation and, and knowing and the experience. So like Rod, Rod Dawson, who runs my car will just know, um, what needs to be changed. Like, like after every round, like we literally just write with paint pen on the windscreen what needs to be done on the car. So it'll just go, it'll go back to the workshop and there'll be a list on the windscreen and they just scratch out as they, as they change, change or whatever on the car, it gets scratched out of the windscreen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just a paint pen on your windscreen. <laughs> That's great. Would he, would he ever tune the car towards you? In other words, would he tune a car differently for a different driver or is it pretty much? Yeah. The right. That's the thing. Like Ron does know me really well. Like he's sort of like my security blanket, I guess. So, um, he knows that I'm not real technical, but he does know if I do say something, if he can like understand the, the language I'm speaking, it's usually right. So, um, but no, I, I can, I can sort of, that's why last year in the supercar, like I thought I could just hop in the thing and drive it because I can drive around mm-hmm. problems. Um, but the, you can do that in the Utes, but not in supercars. So, but having said that, um, yeah, like definitely like we probably sometimes, like probably my thing's brakes. So I always have fresh brakes on the car. I always have like, we always bleed the brakes because that's my strongest point. Mm. I brake pretty deep, brake pretty aggressively. Um, but obviously can't do that. And, and I'll lose confidence if I don't have all that. So they're constantly, you know, bleeding the brakes and fresh brake pads. Um, that's probably my, my biggest thing is, is having that part of the car. Because it does help to stop, <laughs> but having that part of the car always Mickey Mouse is probably my thing. Yeah, that's it. Like obviously everything else, you've got to have a good engine and everything, but that's all takes care of itself. So. Because you're driving fast and aggressively in terms of racing, how do you go on regular everyday driving, just going to shopping center and stuff? Man, like it's. I think the speed limits are too slow. Oh, so, it's absurd here. Yeah, so like I'm I'm one of those guys that's always like seven k over or eight k over. I want to get your tickets, you know. Oh, but I've got my cars registered in my company name, so what would be one point in like two hundred bucks is like fifteen hundred dollars or something, you know, but. But if I didn't do that, I'd have no point. I'd lose my license because I'm like always seven or eight K over the speed limit. I think they're way too slow. Like 60 K an hour 
people are more focused on staying on 60 mm. than actually looking like looking at the road. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just ridiculous. We, we are a bit of a nanny country with some. Well, it's not safety. It's revenue raising. 100%, man. Yeah. So like, it, it's so frustrating. And the, even the mobile phone thing, 100%, like people can't be on their mobile phones, but yeah. that, those cameras are just revenue raising, man. Like, well, there was a study done and I'm going to misquote this because I heard this ages ago, but I'm, you know, I'm 90% accurate here. I think it was in Holland where it was a small town and what they ended up doing was if there's too many signs and there's too many signs, people ignored them. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this was a shared, the, like the little CBD to small town. It was shared between cyclists, pedestrians, cars. Yeah. They removed every single sign. And I think just had like traffic lights around about, but every single sign was gone. Stop signs, speed signs were gone. And they had a decrease in the average speed, decrease in the average speed and like a 40% decrease in accidents. Really? Because people go in and like, Oh, whoa, there's a person just walking across. There's a bike there. I don't know what to do. I'll slow down and, yeah, and yeah. I'll pay attention. Yeah. Rather than a sign that says go 50, I'm finally go 50. Then. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, it's it's like like that, literally. That sounds like too much freedom. I'm I'm against that. <laughs> Sometimes I want a nanny state. Yeah, oh, mate. Some of the roads here, like like Bermuda Street, like they're they're just too the speed limit is too slow. Like you're literally too focused. A guy, and then like they they change it. Like there'll be it'll go from six mm-hmm. like seventy to sixty, or eighty to sixty. Yeah, and then where it goes from eighty to sixty is a speed yeah. camera. Yeah, like it's just. Uh. It's a trap. Yeah. Now I remember when I first moved to Melbourne and we're on the Eastern Freeway. Yeah. And I'm in the back seat. We're on the freeway and all of a sudden we're stopped. Why are we stopped? And we're at a light. Like, you know, we're at a light. Isn't this a freeway? Yeah. Oh, man. Like, but people work in Victoria, people working with each other. Like, in like, in the merging and stuff in Queensland. It's like, no, you're not getting in. And we're still, still not quite getting our heads around there. Yeah. The merging. Having said that, though, and and I've lived a lot of my life in Southeast Asia, where there's no road rules. Like you basically, no, it's insane over there. I love that shit over there. (laughs) And scooter, it's 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 uh, organized chaos, right? You do whatever you want, but there's less road rage in that society than there is here. Yeah, there are a lot of rules. Yeah, hundred percent. Because people are just frustrated. Yeah, from like, like I used to be, like I used to live in Ormo, and. Like the wrong time of day, even driving to Brisbane, I don't even do it. Like I don't even send my guys up there to do jobs unless it's like, like before seven or after nine. Yeah. Or if they're in Brisbane or if I'm in North Brisbane, I want to be on the road by one. Otherwise, it's just no, no way. (laughs) In a manual car in that traffic, don't do it. That's why I got rid of my manual. All auto now. Okay. I think we're gonna have to change the name of this podcast to Australian Traffic Report. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> let's make it a calling send, show. Us, send us to all the local governments fix your roads <laughs> make the speeds faster <laughs> oh man well ryle um it's been an absolute pleasure having you on man. it's been a lot of fun no thank you Wars before i uh, let ryle go do you have any more questions i got plenty of questions but i'll, I'll ask just one uh and this is going to show my age you know watching supercars and <laughs> watching like scaife and ambrose and murphy and all those guys and and a few fisty cuffs, you know, whatever. What's the um? Can you can you give us an insight into like what's the most aggressive you've been towards another driver? Like if you wanted to like you know get out of your car, punch him in the head, sort of thing, or is it all is it all pretty civil? No, no, like I'm aggressive on the track, um, and like rarely 
like like people maybe there's been a few pushes and shoves here and and whatnot over the years like maybe a few little punches there's nothing that from memory that stands out but i'm just really aggressive on the track like like um not like blatant just like i just want to win and mm. um i guess the other drivers know that as well so you have it i guess you have a bit of a advantage over them mentally like the mind game thing I love, like I don't actually play mind games, but when people try and play them on me, it sort of, it works in reverse. Like yeah. it just makes me like I'm in their head, you know what I mean? Like for them to even try and do that. They're not in my head at all. They're nothing to me. They're just another car that I need to. Who are you? What's your name? Yeah, yeah. No, not like that. Like I, I like I'm, I'll have a beer with them. Like, yeah. and it is like, to me, it's so funny. Like if we're out, just say I run into like my main competition, we're at a nightclub somewhere or he's in trouble. I'll go and fucking stand over him and, mm. and protect him or like, you know, I've got his back. Yeah. But when we're racing, he's it's just right. a car. Yeah. He's just another car that, yeah. that either that's got to be my revision mirror or if they're in front of me, they're, they're going to get past, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's weird, but like, I, that's just how I'm dialed in, I it's guess. Competition. But, yeah. 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 But like come into the track, like have a beer with him that night. How's your family? You know, like, yeah, that's just. That's just how it is. That's how it should be. Well, it's it's the same in boxing, MMA. You see these guys leading up to a fight. They want to beat each other up at a press conference. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. pounding each other. At, as soon as the match is over, yeah. they're hugging each other. That's that, that's the thing. I've actually like just got into the UFC like yeah. last couple of years. Yeah. And you see all that lead up to it. That's what sells the fire. Yeah. And, and they yeah. probably do. They, they generally had each other. Yeah. But I think it's great for kids to see that. That yeah. they show that respect. Yeah. They shake hands and they, and they get over it. Yeah. You can't have that. Like, you, you might like, it's funny because they might do that and then, like, two seconds later on Twitter, like, just and destroying each other. But that's the, that's the show. Yeah. But to show that respect, I think it's very important. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but that's healthy. You know, like a lot of blokes have white line fever, you know, once they're on the field or whatever it is, they're super competitive and aggressive. But as soon as that whistle's gone, as soon as it's over, you don't have to be best friends, but it's like, yeah, you know, everything's, that's everything's it. You, good. You leave it, leave that, you leave the anger at the track or on yeah. the field or whatever, you know. So, but pick it up where you left off as soon as you're back that's on super there. healthy. <laughs> so no, no arch nemesis or someone you're like, uh, mate, there's, you there's want to cut them off guys, in the shopping center or something. There's been some guys over the years, like, um, like there's obviously really fast guys I've raced against. There's young fast guys that they're all just cars that you want to beat. So yeah. like, I'm not gonna. It's not like I don't want to mention any names or anything. Like, like there's some guys like Dave Cedars and I've raced against for years. Aaron Ball that won the championship this year in the, in the Super Utes. Um, you know, real fast guys, mm. but they're just they're never just guys. And I know I can beat. I know I'm faster than them. There might be in better cars, but I just gotta overcome that and um and just do what we do. So, um, so what if Aaron was- like? What Sorry. what if Aaron like cut in front of you in a parking spot or whatever? Would, would there be pissy <laughs> cup? I'd probably laugh. I'd be like, "Where's the pub? Let's go for a beer." <laughs> no, like I, I um, yeah, I don't know. Like I've never really thought about it like that. Like I guess there is a lot of tension in the pits, mm. um, and because of social media these days, it's like two, it's like two barking dogs mm. with a fence in the middle of them. You know, it's like this, and then as soon as that fence is open, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Like that's the there is a lot of social hate and um especially I get a lot of thrown at me. Like I got some of the messages I get are just like when people like some troll or some low life will say something about your family or something, then I'll I'll get pissed off. Mm-hmm. But like 
they're just doing that to get a response. It's probably just some loser mm. in front of his computer. Just like, I think of it like that. And I just don't really care. Like they're just trying to get a response out of you. Yeah. Yeah. So I just ignore that stuff. I block it out. And like I said, it works the opposite. I'm like, well, that guy's at home typing about me. Who cares? Like I'm not, I don't even know who and, he is. And the funny thing is it's like everyone else, like us and the media, everyone else wants to see the fight and the fisticuffs or whatever. Yeah. But you guys are like, no, we're just competitive, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, like yeah. that's the thing. Like, like Jared Maggs, who who literally, like, in race two, I, I, I qualified pole, won the first race. Uh, second race two is reverse grid, like reverse the top ten. So we've got this rule: if you're on the way to the beach, cane, you've got to fall into single file before the one fifty meter board. He didn't do that. He took me out, uh, cost me the championship. I, I could have wrapped up, I, and I'm confident I would have. I was only nine points off the lead, and I won both races the next day, so I would have won the championship at home. I'd still be partying. So instead, he took that from me, and and I just I'll never get over it. Like I'll, I'll forgive him, like I guess, yeah. but I'll shake his hand. But I went straight up to him in the pits and just went like went ballistic at him, but in front of his whole family. So then his family's into me pushing me and stuff. I never never touched him. I just you know just mm-hmm. yelled at him. Um, and that went that went viral on TikTok, and then everyone's like, "Oh, the Utes are all feral, they're all bogans." I'm like, "Fuck, hang on a second. I just went and tried to, you know, it's just like two footy players. Yeah, you can't get time, context in three seconds. Yeah, and he's like four seconds a lap slower than me. And he's like, oh, "I had a run on you." I'm like, "Yeah, what were you, what were you trying to achieve?" Like, mm. he just didn't understand it, and he ruined my championship at home. Mm. So. I'll probably actually never forgive him. <laughs> if he pulls in front of me in a car park, I would run him off a cliff. Probably. <laughs> that's that's on that note. Great. <laughs> we'll put a picture of him up here. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's all right. Jared's good. He's a good bloke. But I'll just yeah, that was yeah, that was that was that was really hard to get over. I clearly am am not over it still. <laughs> um, sorry. What are your favorite racing movies? There's- Plenty of them out there. Oh but man! From an inside, Days of Thunder. You can't go wrong with Days of Thunder. Yeah, Talladega Nights oh, yeah. is good. Yeah, <laughs> any, any, any stupid slapstick comedy is good. So, you went to any of the Fast and Furious, or is that just silly? Uh entertainment. I, I love entertainment. So any, I think some of the special effects are a bit. The funniest thing is, is like, how many gears has that car got? It's fucking like yeah. ten times. <laughs> a fucking ten-speed super. <laughs> Granny shifting, double clutching. <laughs> so. But yeah, no racing movies. Are like someone, um, I think we should probably do more stuff here, like like Netflix has done with F one. So like mm. behind the scenes, yeah, yeah. So that'd be pretty funny. Like, yeah, we probably will do some more stuff. Like the NGS guys, Elliot and I have spoken about doing some some behind the scenes stuff like that because yeah. people just don't do it. People like hate generic to, content. Yeah, like, people like to know how the sausage is made. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like that would be super butcher, and then EFS and. But like behind the scenes, I mean, like have a, it'd be like a documentary. So like, mm. so like, you know, what we do at night, like yeah. we're not sitting there looking at data. We're, we're, you know, probably do 10 minutes of that. And then we're all like having beers or whatever, you know, like, and then like, obviously like what's involved with working on the Utes. Like imagine a documentary, like a film crew following me last week, and it would have been me getting pushed around by a guy's family and big scuffle in the pits and whatever, you know, like. So behind the scenes stuff like that is what people want to see. Yeah. And yeah. I just, yeah. I think generic content is so boring. Like, what, what is it about cars that appeals to men and boys? Cause like I've got, you know, I've got boys, you know, eight, 10 years old and they're in the top gear. They're in the grand tour. They yeah, yeah. What is it about cars? I don't know. Like, I guess when you're a little boy, you play with cars and it just like, I suppose it just continues. Like, like I, I love cars and I was like, 
I do. I really appreciate a good looking car like Aston mm. Martin or a, mm. I used to love the Dodge Viper when I was a little yeah. young kid. Um, but yeah, I guess it's more the aesthetic, but then you get kids that take further and, and like some kids want to be a driver. Some kids would want to be an engineer. Mm. It just, yeah, I guess it's, but it's, I guess it's just a, a very boy thing. Like I'm, I'm probably more into like fashion and art and, and, um, and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I guess it's just, what, what car do you drive personally? Uh, I've got a, a Raptor, a Ranger Raptor. So I, I was, I did, I, I wasn't a Mazda because Mazda sponsored me. Um, but, um, yeah, just a Ranger Raptor, mm-hmm. just a cool looking car, wrapped it in the color that I really like. And yes, it's from, it's from A to B, really. Still get speed okay. fines it. <laughs> Fair enough. Always that 8K over, you know, it's just a nightmare. Every, I, I yeah. swear, if I had every spending fine I've ever got, it would be seven to eight Ks over. I, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Actually, I still have the original boot that I did the shoey in. After I was on a Today Show, I tried to get some traction with it. I, and I knew I was going on the show like four days before. Huh? Um, so I set up like original podium shoey or shoeys for a, shoeys for a cause is what we set up. And, and I wanted to auction off the original boot that I started the whole mm-hmm. crazy phenomenon. Like F1 this way, like Blasio has got a shoey bar. Like everyone's like, you should have trademarked this shit. And I'm like, I wasn't thinking like that at the time, you know, but <laughs> literally I should have done something with it. And I tried to auction off the original boot, which I still have at home. Cause I got like 10 people that signed up to that website. That's it. So <laughs> it's like, I just said, I'll do it as a side auction for camp quality. I've already had someone oh, awesome. ask me five grand, five grand for it. Mm. So, um, I actually emailed camp quality just the other day about it. And said, listen, let's just keep it going and mm-hmm. get as much as we can. Like I can sell it for five grand now, but I'd rather get more for it. So do you want to plug the website actually while we're here? Yeah. 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 So is for a cause.com.au and you sign up and it's like a silent auction sort of thing. But yeah, it was, it was done very fast. Like I think it was done and we turned it around in a day, like yeah. a logo website, everything. So just for that, that today show segment. Mm-hmm. So, so um, tell us a bit more about the charity and how you got involved. So camp quality. So I do, I, I'm pretty passionate with my charity stuff. So in, um, 2015, uh, I tried to do this thing, this concept called ride with Ryle. So that we have, we have eight rounds back then though. This is an old BAU day. So eight rounds, eight creative liveries, eight charities. So I had like camp quality, Movember, um, Heart Foundation, RSPCA. Um, Beyond Blue, like all the big ones, mm-hmm. like you, you, you sort of want to help the little guys out, but with what I was doing, I had to be, they had to be big, well known charities because they've got massive media reach. Yeah. So like my sponsors would want to sit alongside all them and get, and, and, and sort of enjoy the, the publicity that they get, like being involved with the big charity. So it was a win win. Like we're raising money for the charity and then I'm also using the charity to, to make my sponsors feel good about themselves, which they should because they're helping out a charity. So it, it works for everyone. So the first round, I went to about four or five different camp qualities and all the kids got an A3 bit of paper and they drew, you know, houses, chimneys, cars, dragons, whatever, you know. And then um, I employed uh, like a really good graphic designer to to put all the drawings together and my car was wrapped in all the kids' drawings for that round. So oh, I had camp quality cool. in the car with all the drawings wrapped on the car. And then 
and then the sponsor sat alongside it. Um, but I just couldn't get it off the ground after that one round. Just struggled to do it. Some of the some of the charities are actually really hard to deal with. Like they're like, oh, I'm like, I just want to like put you on my car, raise money for you. I had an iPad in the car, so like people would um, people would pay to have their logo pop up on the screen, um, and I'd have an in-car camera, okay. and then that money raised on the iPad would go to the charity. So. I just couldn't get off the ground. It was just a lot to deal with. So, but cool concept. That's something I definitely want to revisit. Yeah, That's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't yeah. give and up. And like it was pretty passionate. And the reason I got into that is, um, uh, there was a kid called Luke Spalding. He raced in the Utes and, um, he's a Brisbane, Brisbane boy. He, he, um, he passed away from, from leukemia, lymphoma, I think it was. And, um, but we did this thing where, um, we raised money for all the kids on Christmas morning at the, at the Brisbane Children's Hospital. Um, every kid in the, in the cancer ward got an iPad. Um, and the first year I did that, um, God, I've been emotional just talking about now. Um, is, um, it was just like any little drama that you think you have means nothing, like a bill or people stress about like, you know, a power bill or a phone bill or it just means nothing. Like there's kids in there that, that have got no bone marrow. Yeah. Like we couldn't even go and see them because, uh, they're that sick. These yeah. kids, I get that. Like they've got the like the kid that I that that was a fan of my racing. I guess his mum's like just be strong for my boy, and mm. she she sort of knew what I was up. I didn't know what I was in for. My my wife did. She's like, you, it's gonna be emotional, and um, yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. No, as a parent, but, it's a different universe when you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that but that was like a real eye eye opener for me. Like. Mm. Like I said, any little problem you think you have means nothing. Yeah. Like seeing that stuff and that just sort of made me just want to help, especially like, yeah, young children, like Mm. doing that sort of stuff is amazing. And and it's so, it's a fun concept. Like Mm. going to those camp qualities, you know, wrapping my whole car in in those drawings and that was sick. So it's something I definitely want to revisit. Mm. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that was a good good reality (laughs) check. Let's wind it up. (laughs) No, no, we're not like that. Yeah, Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, that was a real cool thing to do. So, um, definitely want to do more of that. And yeah. and I've I've sort of run it by the NGS guys and and Superwatch EFS. So they're all pretty keen. So that's why I just sort of kept the foot in the door, I guess, with mm. the boots in the door, the shoey in the door with camp quality, just to to revisit that next year. I'd be so much spare, especially because awesome. these days we've had to spend so much time locked up during you know yeah yeah government, yeah government lockdowns, and then for them to actually meet people in real life, it's just such a huge deal. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So, and then, like I said, kids love cars. Yeah. It just works. Yeah. But some of the charities, not camp quality, they're amazing, but mm. some of them are just really hard to do with. Mm. Like, cause they might, they must get people wanting to use them for the wrong reasons or something like that, right. I guess. But, but that was a fun concept. And like, yeah. like, I put so much effort into that, like proposals, the ride with Royal concepts. Um, it's one of the best proposals I've ever yeah. done, but, um, just could never get it off the ground. Yeah. So. So yeah, it was a struggle. You're either you're either struggling with sponsors or you're struggling to make room for all of the ones that want to sponsor you. So well, you're doing a lot more than just driving. You're you're, you're running a, a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very that's impressive. Why, that's why I like knowing about what my sponsors do because, um, like I said before, I'm like I'm a salesman. I'm a I'm a mm. I'm a representative of yeah. that brand. Yeah. So so um, I need to know if, you know everything about a sausage to a crypto to to legal. To EFS four by four accessories, to yeah. Havendine roofing, Volo modular homes, like Captain Candy sponsored me. I was sponsored by Candy, a shop that sells candy. 
So you just need to know about all of it. Yeah. So, so what, what Swans is going to be really fun. And then obviously it's funny because NGS is probably like the most serious to explain, but they're also, you guys are the funnest bunch to, to hang with, but like, it's, it's so funny. Oh, it's funny. You're sponsored by butcher. Cause, um, you know, Bitcoiners, once they get into Bitcoin and financial freedom, they go down these other rabbit holes. And the carnivore diet's a big one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original Bitcoiners are very much into it. You know, they'll post photos of the steak they're eating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I'm, I'm about to go to Moomoo's after this. I'm about to go to Moomoo's because they're a client of mine, so I'm going to need to measure up some signage. So. Who is Moomoo's? What they do? Moomoo's at Broadbeach, the, yeah. the steak restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm about to go have a big steak. There you go. <laughs> nice. Bitcoiner than you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Ryle, I've had so much fun with this, man. Thank you yep. so much for coming. No, thanks for having me, man. Now, Thank you. For our audience, our listeners. Thanks, Gordon. What? Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Ryle. Appreciate really? your time and, and really impressive how you're not just, you know, you're doing your thing. Uh, I, I know, uh, racing isn't Monday to Friday, nine to five, but you could just race and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it's awesome to see you're involved in the community and all these charities and stuff like that. And, uh, Faris and I both have dealt with charities in the past. We sort of, we could go down a whole new rabbit hole in terms of yeah, how yeah. frustrating some of that can be. But yeah, don't give up. And just because something doesn't work one time doesn't mean. No, it's no. Well, work. like I haven't done much with charities lately. Like, I, like even the Shoei thing, that was pretty disheartening, not that not taken off. Mm. Like I thought I'd raise mm. a fair bit of money just selling the original Shoei, but yeah, we, we'll still do it. But yeah, yeah. and I definitely want to yeah. revisit that. Yeah. So I, I sort of feel like, feel like, uh, I feel guilty even talking about charities because I'm not actually doing with them anything with them at the moment, but. Something I want to revisit and all the sponsors do too. So it's just a matter of me putting it together, I guess. So, yeah. Now, RyleHarris.com, is that where you'd like people to go, find out more about you, support uh, you? I need to upgrade, update the website. It's, really, it's another thing. It's on the to-do list. It's not quite current. Obviously, all the, all the sponsors and stuff are up yeah. there, but I just need to get some new content up there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just my my socials, my Instagram and, and Facebook. What are they? Just, just at Ryle Harris. Yeah. Yeah. So R-Y-A-L. There's not many Ryles out there, so yeah. it's pretty easy to find me. <laughs> and uh, no, we'll post links as well, so I'll buy my show. Yeah, 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 100%. Yeah. 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 Cool. No. Thank you so much, Ryle. No, thanks for having me, boys. Yeah. It was pretty fun. First thanks. podcast. Yeah. We'll do it from a pub next time, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do that? We're <laughs> oh, good. Man. Yeah, you'll send it there. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if you had to beep out all the swearing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just Why would we beep it out? <laughs> no, thanks for having me, boys. Thank you. All right. Thank thanks. Yeah. Goodness. Thanks, Ralph. Thanks for watching or listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe and share so we can spread this educational content to others like yourself. Visit bitcoinbasics.help. Disclaimer. Any content provided by CoinCompass is for educational and informational purposes only and is not investment, legal, tax or any other professional advice. A qualified professional should be consulted before making any financial decisions. CoinCompass will at times recommend certain products, services, and technologies, but these are opinions based upon our own or podcast guests' experience and not endorsements. We take no liability for out-of-date or inaccurate information, software bugs, manufacturing errors, technology misuse, or issues involving third parties. Visit CoinCompass.com for more information and please contact us.